0: TED Talks by Chris Anderson One Sentence Summary TED Talks is an instruction manual to become a great public speaker and deliver talks that are unforgettable based on over 15 years worth of experience of the head of TED, the most popular speaking platform in the world. My favorite quote from the author is Ants shape each other's behavior by exchanging chemicals. We do it by standing in front of each other, peering into each other's eyes, waving our hands and emitting strange sounds from our mouths. Chris Anderson. Chris Anderson's had his ups and downs. Riding the entrepreneurial wave all the way through the dot-com bust where he built Imagine Media and a little website called IGN. At its peak, his company employed over 2,000 people. And then the bubble burst. For about 18 months, Chris saw his bank account decline by about 1 million, each single day. Having founded a private non-profit organization a few years before, Chris decided to go all into that and bought the existing TED conference in 2001, leaving his prior company to take care of it full time. The abbreviation stands for Technology, Entertainment and Design and the conference is held annually in Vancouver, Canada, with TEDx being independently organized events under the franchise, which happen all over the world. Since 2006, all talks have been put online at TED.com, where they've been viewed over 1 billion times by 2012, including many famous speakers such as Bill Clinton, Bono, Bill Gates, Larry Page, and many Nobel Prize winners. In this book, Chris lays out his recipe for great public speaking, crafted from over 15 years of working with people to deliver world-class speeches about ideas worth spreading. Here are three lessons learned from TED Talks. 1. Make eye contact and show that you are human by being vulnerable. 2. Use a 5-step process to explain complex ideas. 3. Think about what to wear, but not too much. Make it comfy. Want to overcome the number one fear of humans? Let's do this. TED Talks. Lesson 1. Pick a few people in the audience to make eye contact with and show your vulnerability. This answers the question how can I, during a speech, connect with my audience? Every audience, every talk is different. Even if you use the same slides and deliver the same speech 100 times, it's never quite exactly the same. The people will always be different. So, of course, you have to adapt to changing audiences. Some things, however, help with any public speech. Two of these things, according to Chris, are one, making eye contact and two, showing that you're vulnerable by sharing something personal. Both of these things are aimed at making your talk more personal. The reason it needs to be is that we tend not to trust strangers to protect our own worldview. But if you open up and show others your human side, you'll disarm the audience, gain their trust, and they'll be more receptive to your ideas. People can often tell truth from lies and confidence from nervousness just by looking at your eyes. So taking their gaze head-on earns you their trust. And if you let down your guard by turning red or sharing a personal story, so will those listening to you. Only then do you have a real shot at delivering a life-changing speech. TED Talks, Lesson 2. Explain complex ideas in five steps. This answers the question, what framework can I use if I have a really complicated idea I want to share with my audience? Over the years, Chris has watched, organized, and prepared hundreds of TED Talks, some of which tackle very complicated topics. Those that are successful in getting their ideas across to listeners follow a simple five-step process, Chris says. Let's look at what this would look like if you try to explain willpower. 1. Find your audience's starting point. You need some common ground, something to make your talk relevant to everyone in the room. To do this with a topic like willpower, you could start with, man, I'm glad I'm the first speaker of the day, because since all human willpower is limited, you couldn't pay attention to me if I was the last one, even if you wanted to. 2. Make them curious. Give them an interesting fact or mental image, for example by saying that their willpower works like a soda dispenser. The more decisions you make, the less you have left. 3. Go over your concepts one at a time. Don't tell them all at once about how food, exercise and motivation affect willpower. Take it one idea after another. 4. Use metaphors An empty willpower tank is like a discharged battery. By tying new ideas to well-established ones, you help people understand your points. And 5. Give lots of examples This will make your speech vivid and memorable. For example, if you tell them the story of how you went grocery shopping hungry after a long day at work and bought a lot of candy because you couldn't resist, they have something to explain willpower to their friends with after your talk ends. Pretty straightforward, right? So is dressing for the occasion, by the way. TED Talks, lesson three. Make sure what you're wearing is comfortable and reflects who you are. Here's your dress code for any public speech you ever do in one line. Wear what makes you feel comfortable. Sure, picking an outfit deserves some thought, but it's definitely not worth stressing out over. Just ask if there's a dress code at the event already, because sticking to it is the easiest way to pick an outfit and make sure you won't stand out like a sore thumb, because you're wearing orange when everyone else wears black. Which makes people, by the way, judge you as a weirdo before you even open your mouth. If there isn't, just be sure to wear neither all black or all white, in case your talk is recorded, because you will look like a floating head or a light bulb, respectively. Other than that, if you feel awesome in a suit, wear that, and if you're comfortable in a t-shirt and jeans, then go for it. Feeling comfortable on a stage is hard enough as it is, and your outfit is a big part of that, so no dress code in the world is worth giving that up. My personal takeaways from TED Talks for 2017. A couple addendums to this beautiful summary about the number one human fear, which by the way is our starting point. Yes, humans are more afraid of public speaking than humans are afraid of dying. I think death is like fear number seven or so on the list or maybe three. And then talking in public or speaking in public is fear number one. So most people are more frightened to go walk up in front of 20 people and say something, open their mouth and speak, than they are of getting hit by a bus, which is kind of insane, but that's how human brains work. Another thing is that TED Talks have a time limit of 18 minutes. So they found that 18 minutes is the top maximum length for explaining something and then having, I think, also three overarching steps or a three so a progression of three, like intro, beginning, and end, or something like that, uh, or any like step one, step two, step three, like a three-pronged approach to dividing your talk sections. I think that's another one. So like three six-minute sections. Um So you can still be engaged with the audience, not lose them at any point and really drive the point home. So that's another addendum. A friend of mine, uh, Raphael, is trying to become a public speaker. So if you know someone who wants to do the same thing, also become a public speaker, I would recommend you send this to them or introduce them to this book because this is really, really helpful. Another thing you can do if you want to be a public speaker maybe is to go to toastmasters which is a speaking organization i guess and they have groups all around the world and you can just go and practice speaking in a small group which is really cool um oh yeah about uh, uh, so going back through the lessons about making eye, can- eye contact and showing that you are vulnerable the eye contact one if you want to practice it, there's a fun game you can play called Eye Gazing, which is explained by Tim Ferriss in the 4-Hour Workweek to build confidence. If you walk down the street in uh, in your city, you can try making eye contact with strangers and not looking away. So who's, whoever looks away first loses. And you will notice once you get the courage to play it. So by the way, smile, don't give them a serial killer look. Um, if you play it for a while, you will notice that 90 percent of people once you get the confidence to keep looking will look away first i remember playing it in Mannheim and walking around and playing it for like 10 minutes and nobody and i always always won which is fascinating right humans are really scared to look other humans in the eyes that's just how who we are but if you practice it in a safe environment like this for a while it gets a lot easier to do it when you're up on stage sharing something vulnerable i think brene brown's ted talk which is about vulnerability is a great example i think all of the top i think a lot of the top 20 ted talks share personal stories they're mostly they're funny uh, but they're also very personal and they will explain how they overcame a huge struggle burnout whatever it is uh explaining complex complex ideas i mean that was pretty straightforward right the example of willpower find your audience starting point, so get everyone on board make them curious like say something interesting which can be one of the metaphors which which comes in step four go over your concepts one at a time say if willpower consists of three parts it's like x y and z so explain x explain y explain z use metaphors and use examples so those are obviously intertwined um but it's much easier to remember that, oh yeah, actually like willpower, my willpower, I can imagine it like a muscle. So the more I practice it, the more it grows. Or my willpower, the way it works is like my phone battery. In the morning, it's stocked up, it's charged, it's full, but in the afternoon, it's almost ha- it's like halfway gone and I don't have that much left. That's super easy to remember, that's super easy to pass on and that's an image in your head you can recall any time, as opposed to your willpower gets weakened throughout the day and then it's less and then blah, 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 right? So examples, examples, examples. That's also the number one thing uh, or one of the big pillars of my writing that um, I try to use when appropriate. And lastly, about what you're wearing. I never thought much about that, but that's actually true. Like, it's hard enough to feel comfortable on a stage, so you don't want to make that harder on yourself. Obviously, if there's a dress code, that's that's fine. A friend of mine, Franz, like, he loves to... uh, He's a very colorful, he's a very expressive guy, so he loves to go bold with his decisions. And so he would wear an orange jacket, actually, for one of his talks. And it looked awesome. Like, it was a bright color. It really made him shine. It was really cool. But he also stood out, and that was a confident he had to be confident to do that like that was a bold step to take you might not be that way and if you just wear like steve jobs always the same thing the black turtleneck and a pair of jeans and a pair of uh, trainers that's perfectly fine too right whatever makes you comfortable whatever makes you be the most like you are the most authentic whatever makes you you wear that when you're giving a talk by the way also a good piece of advice if you go anywhere in terms of uh businessy and uh, why i can totally understand that someone like zuckerberg shows up uh, would show up in early meetings wearing um, his uh, adidas uh, flip-flop kind of thingies if he's comfortable that way that's fine right okay hope this has been helpful hope you will uh, either pass this on to someone who wants to be a speaker or use it for your own speaking career and i will see you on the next summary